Um, Christmas is mm -hmm. just around the corner. Actually, Thanksgiving is just around the corner, but Christmas is it right after that. It feels like Christmas is around the corner because if you go in any Dollar General, you go in Cracker Barrel, mm -hmm. they've had Christmas up for about a month now. Yeah, well, so. if you go in our house, you'll see a big, gigantic Christmas tree. Ours is yeah, up too. Already, so, yeah, already. Okay, so good. we're full in the swing of that. Thank you for tuning in, by the way, to Share Truth with Law Scripture. I'm Jordan Shambly. I'm joined in studio by Wesley Wildman. And speaking of Christmas, we are joined on the phone uh, by Alina I. And she is um, a spokesperson for the Operation Christmas Child Ministry. And we're going to talk about that. Um, uh, AFR listeners are probably right be somewhat familiar with this Absolutely. right um so we're hoping to uh, listen to what she has to say about her personal experiences um and uh hopefully that people who are listening will be moved to um come alongside of this operation and uh give in the spirit of christmas and a lot of our listeners have done this before but mm -hmm. each year you know there's probably some new regulations or some small changes mm -hmm. in what you can and can't put in a box and things like that so yeah. it's important though even though you may be familiar with it stay tuned because we have some good stories we have uh yeah. Um, uh, someone that's on staff uh, on the phone with us to mm -hmm. discuss that and then there may be some small changes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so Alina, thank you so much for joining us for this show today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we glancing over your um, of your story that uh, that you've shared um, so far with uh, you um, with uh, people over, you know, the, the Samaritan's Purse um, website and everything. It, it is really interesting. You do come from a different perspective than most of our listeners probably do. Um, you grew up in Central Asia, or you were at least a, a child in Central Asia. Um, you faced persecution for your faith, both emotionally, um, uh, physically, verbally. Um, how was growing up or being a young Christian in an area where that was um, something that made you kind of a pariah? Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Central Asia in a former Soviet Republic country. Mm. And during communism, there was no religion. Um, but after communism fell apart, my country became culturally uh, Islamic. Today, it is over 70% mm. Muslim. And my family actually heard of Christ for the very first time when missionaries from the West came and they brought the gospel with them. And uh, being a Christian in a country like that, um, brings not just challenges, but also persecution. You know, something as simple as being to uh, being able to hold down a job for my mom was very hard as a believer. So normally she brought in um, $50 a month mm. and that, that 50 bucks wasn't even enough to cover our rent. And so we grew up in poverty. My father left my mom and my family when I was around 40 days old because uh, he gave her an option. It was either going to be him or Christ. Mm. Wow. And she chose Jesus. But also, uh, my family and I experienced persecution, like our own extended family who are Muslim, uh, wanting nothing to do with us. And to them, we were a shame and disgrace mm. uh, because the worst thing that we could do is to claim that Jesus is the only way to God and to Him. Mm. Um, and many of our loved brothers and sisters in Christ served prison time. I remember the pastor of the church that I went to was arrested and imprisoned. Um, and as a child, I think I experienced it the most at school. Mm -hmm. um, I went to school when I was very young, and, and my teachers quickly would learn about our faith 
and um, our beliefs, and they would often yell at me. They would often punish me, but most of the time they would resort to beating me. Yeah. I, I remember an instant when um, my my teacher, she came over to me during a passing period, and all of a sudden she just grabs me by the collar of my sweater, and it felt like everything around me stopped, mm. and it got very quiet, and she threw me against the wall. Um, and I began to cry, and she looked at me, and she said, well, why didn't Jesus protect you? Wow. Hmm. And and my world stopped, and yeah. I was asking myself the exact same question. Um, even my own father was very physically and emotionally abusive, and um, the one subject that would get him so angry was Christ and mm. was our yeah. faith. So was it your? So who became? Uh, who trusted in Christ to beginning at the beginning, or how did you hear about Jesus? If you're typically, you would say typically would say, "Well, my father was," and then they passed it down to me. But where did you hear about it for the first time? So we heard it um, from the missionaries who came to us uh, shortly after the fall of communism. Through mm-hmm. them, my mother and my oldest sister okay. named Zika mm-hmm. came to know the Lord. Oh, mm-hmm. praise God! Yeah. So then, on the timeline of all this. Where was the the first time that you heard missionary? Like your age, and and that's what I'm getting to. Um. So actually, the missionaries came before I was even born. Mm. Okay. Cool. Um. And so I was very fortunate to be born into um, a Amen. family where my mother Amen. and sister already knew the Lord. Yeah. That's good. And and that and that's um. I, I think that's one thing that um in your story that some of our listeners might relate to is um. Uh, the lack of a father. I mean, even in even a country like America, where mm-hmm. we don't necessarily suffer from a lot of the things in our society that other countries do, um, fatherlessness is yeah. is a is a large is a is an issue here. And I think people listening might relate to that and and know that um, there were other family members, whether it was a mother or, or a grandparent or whatever, um, who who were able to lead them to Christ. And that this is such an encouraging story too, um, because obviously you you came out of that and your faith in Christ was all the more strong for that. Even though in those instances you may have faced some doubt, um, you were able to be uh, strengthened by other Christians, and I mean, and ultimately by uh, the Operation Christmas Child um, shoebox that you received. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. First of all, we're gonna we're gonna get in and mm-hmm. dig a little more to our story and about the shoebox. But go in and tell our listening audience how they can go about uh, participating in Operation Christmas Child this year. Absolutely. So National Collection Week actually started today, November 18th through the 25th. And anyone and everyone can pack a box. So you'd start with a standard shoe box. You can um, order our pre-printed ones or Hobby Lobby actually sells them, the plastic ones as well. But you take a box and you pick a gender, whether it's boy or girl, and then you choose an age group, two to four, uh, five to nine, and 10 to 14. And then you pack accordingly. Uh, we we have many suggestions on our website, but people fill these shoeboxes with school supplies, hygiene items, you know, fun toys, and a wow item. So a wow item would be like a soccer ball or a doll. Um, and then I always challenge people to make it personal, personalize it by putting a picture or a note. Um, and then... We asked for a nine dollar uh, donation for every single shoebox, and that's not just for the shipping, but it covers collecting, shipping, uh, processing, and then the most important thing is that it covers the greatest mm. gift booklet that every child receives in their own language when they receive their box, and it covers the training of the local people in those countries. Um, 
to be able to share the gospel with those children. And then what you would do is you would take this box and you would drop it off at a local drop-off location, which you can find on our website. You would go on our website, uh, slash OCC. You would put in your zip code, and there are over 5,000 drop off locations mm. in the country. So there is definitely mm. one near you. And it's important each year that we do this because uh, AFR has been partnering with Operation Christmas Child for years, uh, dating back to um, the founding of AFR mm. and AFA. My papa, who began the ministry, has was always about um, sharing the platform and the 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 voice that that God has given us over the years and what we've grown into to help share ministries and and uh, missions that other people are doing that are slightly different same strategy or same uh, same um, mission mm-hmm. but slightly different uh, strategy and and that's uh, in this case this is Operation Christmas Child and so we're grateful each year to be a part of what they're doing here at AFR and Engage Magazine. Yeah, it, it really is an honor to to continue on that legacy of that your your grandfather started of um of of partnering, partnering with people yeah. who who really have share a passion for um the the furtherance of the gospel in, in the um in the world and and it, we're happy to do that here too um and it really is great to hear a story like yours, Alina and and um, to be able to share that and so that it, it, I feel like in our country or in our culture, um, when it, when it comes to Christmas and giving and it, it's a sentimental thing to do, it's something that's really nice. It makes you feel good. Um, and those are all great things, but this is a bit more than that. There's an extra layer yeah, to it. You're, absolutely. you're reaching out to, um, to, uh, children, but not even children, their whole family, um, in, in a place that's very different from our own home. And um, you're, you're reaching out to them in love and you're telling them, well, you're not alone. We do love you and we do pray for you and we remember you, um, especially in this time. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for us to be able to do that. Um, so uh, we only have like, a couple of minutes left in this one segment. But uh, Alina, why don't you tell us a little bit of the day that you received that uh, box and maybe some of the impact that it had on you when you first opened it? Sure. So I was invited, my family and I were invited to come to just this local church to this event. That's all we knew. Um, I was around five years old. And so we walked into this church and there were many children gathered with their families. And our time was started by worship. And then the pastor shared the gospel with everyone there. And that just blows me away because this is a country where mankind has closed the doors Mm. to the gospel. But we know that what is impossible with man is possible with God. And so in this dark, cold night, uh, the light of Jesus was poured out. And Mm. then every single child was handed a shoebox. Mine was pink and purple, Mm. and it was wrapped in this uh, beautiful Disney princess wrapping paper that I just still recall Mm. so vividly. And we were given the permission to open these boxes. And it's like joy just exploded in this tiny little church. I remember lifting that lid and being just absolutely amazed by the amount of colors that were in this box. Everything I had was new, and to Mm. me, that was new. I had school supplies, I had a hairbrush, a toothbrush, um, (laughs) but my favorite item was a pair of pink plastic dress-up shoes Mm. uh, that were in my box, um, and with them came a photograph. Mm. And in this photograph was a little girl that had packed my shoebox. And that truly made me ask why. Mm. Um, Why would a complete stranger do something so kind for someone that they don't even know? And the response that we received was because of what Jesus had already done on the cross for us. 
And this was his love that I was able to receive mm. in a tangible way. Amen. That that is incredible, and I, and I can't wait to get into more uh, yeah. more detail of this story yeah. in the next segment. But uh, again, if you're if you're if your heart is stirred, a listener to uh, participate in this Operation Christmas Child campaign, uh, just please go to Samaritan uh, slash OCC. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> See, I didn't have that in front of me. I just guessed. Um, so do that, and all the information is there. We're going to talk a little bit more to Alina in the, in the next segment. Um, it really, I mean, so far, I've just been really encouraged, and uh, I think that um, the, the, the greatest gift of Christmas, it sounds trite, but it's true, yeah. is the gospel. Absolutely. And I Amen. think that that is what we can uh, come away with uh, this story. So thank you so much, Alina, and we'll see you in the next segment.